sermons from Warren Community Church. If you'd like to learn more about us, visit warrencommunitychurch.org. Mother's Day is a special, always a special day. Um, Many of us, our moms are in heaven, and we rejoice over that today. We miss them uh, more than, than you can imagine. But They instill in us the desire and to know uh, as well that we want to honor them. And, you know, when Pastor Matthew and I were thinking about what we needed to do uh, for the service today, we we just thought and said, you know, who who is better to talk about motherhood than a mother? So that's what we have for you today, a special guest today. I've admired this lady for as long as I've known her. I think the first time I ever met her uh, was when I was in the ninth grade. Uh, She is a special lady. She's been a mom. She's a grandmom. She was a wife. She's also a widow. Uh, She understands the joys, the heartaches, uh, the blessings. And she has uh, so exemplified the joy of Christ throughout her whole life. You know, when I was in high school, I was a rugged, redneck, lost dude. And I just remember seeing this special lady, and it was just being around her was different. And later on, when I was, was saved in, at age 26, I realized what the difference was, is that she loved Jesus. And she lived that life before us as fellow students through high school. And she continues to do that. I call her the Pied Piper of children. She can take 53 and 4-year-olds and make them sit down and be quiet. It is amazing to me. Those little boogers intimidate the fire out of me. But it's amazing what she can do with children. She spent her most, all of her uh, vocational life as a teacher teaching children. And I know that most of you have already guessed who it is. But what a special lady is. And I want you to make her welcome. She's a little nervous about it. So you be praying for her today. Miss Dinah Arma. So Miss Dinah, <laughs> you come on up. Can you hear me? That's a problem. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm going to put my glasses on in case I start crying. How about that? Anyway, I think I'm set. Well, when Brother Ken first asked me to speak on my experience, I hesitated because Mother's Day is a happy and a sad day for me. I have two children that are in heaven, and I have two children that are on earth, and I have six grandchildren, 
and my mother, who was my spiritual mentor and best friend, is in heaven. And I know today she would have said, speak it from your heart. <clears throat> so as long as I can remember, I wanted to have, be a mother. But when I was a teenager, <clears throat> I had a few health problems, and I wasn't sure if that dream would come true. But I married my high school sweetheart, Harris Armour, and we were blessed with three boys, and he took my hand as we embraced parenthood together. And he couldn't have been a better father or encourager. So I'm going to get not teary because you're going to laugh in a minute. Okay. Motherhood is a forever love story. No matter what happens, no matter what your kids do, that doesn't matter. You will love them forever. And I enjoyed every minute, and I treasure lots of memories. When I'm reflecting on the past, I'm sitting there rocking, and I'm rocking them to amazing grace and how great they are, and then I blinked, and they were grown up. I've been a mother for 48 years. Every mother in here could talk on their story, and I'm not so sure why you get to hear mine. But anyway, it's okay. If you laugh at me, I don't mind. You might laugh with me, and you may cry, but here it goes. I do like to walk and run, and I always have. So I'm going to compare my journey as a mother to a marathon race. I've done a lot of half marathons, but I never really got to the actual marathon, but I'm going to today. So I'm on the start line, and the first baby is born, and I nervously take him home, and I figure, I don't know how to do this. I wake him up if he's sleeping soundly because I'm not sure if he's breathing. And then I call the doctor's office possibly a few too many times. When I get to the first real visit, Dr. Mason said for me to do him a favor, and I got mad at this, to make a sign that says you have a healthy baby and quit worrying and hanging in the nursery. And I actually paid him money for that. <laughs> but I will say this, that was very good advice. Young mothers do not know everything. Why don't you just listen to the others that have been on this race before? Some laps are going to be harder than others. So when you're walking with your child, and if you don't know about track, and this probably won't mean much to do, but you need to stay focused. You need to stay in your lane and pace yourself. I needed faith, love, and wisdom, and the only place I could find it was in God. And he was always faithful to me on every mile I was on. And a dear friend of mine told me one time, I was just pouring my heart out about how the boys were always getting into things and that. It just really got me because I wanted everything to be really neat. But boys will be boys. And she laughed and said, well, take a picture of what they're doing and then calmly think about it and then get on to them. Well, I have a lot of albums of pictures. <laughs> and one of them is Alex in the stove drawer. We used to have those drawers and everything's clean except he's taken every, every pan in the whole kitchen is out now. And then I miss Matthew a minute, and I go into the back bathroom, and he has a half a can of shaving cream all the way up to his face, and he's shaving. Okay, then Jim, my youngest son, comes home with a mohawk that he let his friends do to him. And I said, 
Harris and I both said, you're going to keep that until we can get you appointment. And then when he did the offering in church, he had to do it with a mohawk. Okay, be careful what you allow your children to do and what you allow them to listen to. I remember one time, Alex, when he just started driving, had gone to the mall and gotten this whatever. First, I made him throw the shirt away he got. And then we're in the car going to school, and he has a lyrics tape. And looking at it, I said, read all the words to me, and I'll tell you where not you can have it. And then I threw it out of the window. I littered before we even got to school. Well, the children were learning while I was learning, and I'm ashamed to say that I planned the boys' nap time to coincide with General Hospital and One Life to Live. <laughs> I was thinking nothing about it. That's that same rocker, how great thou art, and amazing grace, right? Okay, so I, we had a pull-down attic, so I pulled that down, and this curly-headed little boy looks up at me, and we do not cuss. And he said, what the blank are you doing? I didn't even take two steps down that pool down. I think I jumped. And I said, we do not talk that way in our house. How in the world did you hear that? And in baby talk, he said, Luke said it on TV from the soap opera. But I never did watch that again. Okay. As challenging as being a mother can be, there's nothing in my life that has made me as happy and is exhausted and is proud as it being a mother. Okay. Well, sometimes I forget my pace. I forget to pace myself. Anybody in here that really knows me know that I don't ever run out of energy? Well, I must have thought that I had a cape that said Super Mom because I put my boys in everything, anything that was offered clubs, camps, church, music fishing rodeos, beauty contests, library contests, the fair, sports, you name it. And all those things are good. But this time, God didn't send the doctor to calm me down. Harris calmly said, when have you scheduled free time for them? And I thought, I don't know. So that slowed me down just a little bit. All right, as a mother, I used every moment as a teachable moment. So I want you to listen to your children. Observe what they're involved in. Use scripture to explain why you're going to be obedient to me on this. And don't give them everything they want. There's a lot of young basketball leagues now, but at our time, the school has decided to have just a little small league that would play other schools. We didn't even have uniforms. They wore their summer shorts. I'm picking on Matthew, but he did a lot. Okay, and so Matthew comes to me and he wants some expensive shoes like his friends have. And I said, well, my Nikes are good. Why don't you just wear them? He didn't want to, but it had a purple swish. And he played. I said, it's not the shoes, but the skill. The person in the shoes that has the skill. He played great and the Nikes did their job. Do you know what? You do not, as a mother, your children do not have to have what everybody else has to be successful. You've got to be your own person. Well, in this race, the Bible was my chief rule book. I put verses in their room. I cross-stitched them. I monitored, they had them everywhere. We memorized verses. We read Bible stories. We were involved in church. But, you know, the win or the loss in any competition was not as important to me. I wanted to know what was your attitude and what was your character in the game. So 
Point your child to Jesus by modeling your faith and praying with them. Well, when I thought of being a mother, I thought, I understand what a lot of the duties would be. But I didn't realize that I would also be, and mothers will relate, a medic, an encourager, a nurse, a teacher, a judge, a counselor, a seamstress, a party planner, a cake decorator, a protector, a friend, and so much more. But I enjoyed every one of those jobs, and I still can just sit here and laugh thinking about all the costumes I made and about all the projects we did and all the cookies. Just enjoy it. But there were some sad memories in my race of motherhood. On my second child, on my birthday, I had a miscarriage, and I don't know what that child would have been like, but I know that I will see that child in heaven one day. And Harris is probably already telling jokes. But <clears throat> the second saddest moment was when my youngest child, Jim Isaac Armour, died playing football at Fed Academy's homecoming game. He scored two touchdowns and said, Coach, take me out. We didn't know he had an enlarged heart, and I didn't realize that when he asked the coach to take him out, that it wasn't just the game, but it was going to be out of his life, too. He was airlifted to the, uh, from the local hospital to the med, and after hours, we were told that he was brain dead. I walked that endless hallway to the ICU. I had to give them permission <clears throat> to unplug his life support. But you know, my comforter, the Holy Spirit, brought to my mind Psalms 23. I had learned that when I was a child. Anything you learn, the Holy Spirit will bring back to your mind when you need it. So I told him that I loved him and that it was time for him to leave this earth and for him to go on to heaven and I'd be there one day, just like you would tell your children here. I quoted the whole 23rd Psalm to him and kissed him goodbye. I couldn't encourage him anymore. I knew he was saved and I knew where he was going, but planning a funeral wasn't what I had in my idea for being a mother. But God knew I needed help. So here I am walking around again and I'm walking all around the field the field where I look over now in my new house. And the Holy Spirit once again reminded me with a verse, be still and know that I am God. That is my life verse. It went in my head a million times going around that field before it ever dawned on me what the Holy Spirit was saying. That was a perfect verse for this hyper mother. I knew God loved me and he cared for me in my pain. Only by the strength of God, my family survived this loss. And almost 27 years later, we're even closer to God. In this race, I knew I could, with Jim, I knew I could feel somebody in the lane behind me. Just almost on me. But when my knees buckled and I couldn't run it anymore, I realized it was God. He just picked me up and helped me over the finish line. But now I'm a grandmother, and I still have the same goals. I want to encourage them and any children that I'm coming into contact with to walk with the Lord. But in a relay race, you run your leg of the race, and then you give the baton to whoever's on your team. 
So I've given the baton to Matthew and Alex, and they're doing a good job, and now I just cheer them on. But I want to tell the mothers that are out here and the women that are out here that Mother's Day can be a hard day. I know your pain if you want a child and you don't have one. I've been there. I know your pain if you've lost a child, because I have twice. And I know your pain if you don't have your mother, because my mother was my biggest encourager and mentor. But in a sense, we're all called to be mothers to the children around us. We should be teaching all children about God's love. But I'm going to say in closing, I consider this marathon race of being a mother of three boys the best and most challenging race that I ever signed up for. And I'm thankful that God gave me the opportunity to run it with them. The end. <laughs> She is still just as special as she was the first day I remember ever seeing her there in high school. What a, what a wonderful, godly lady. As we close the service today, uh, I don't think there could have been any greater message than what Miss Dinah shared with us, but I want to just read a passage of Scripture that all of you are familiar with. And at this time of invitation, I want you moms to just especially think about, there's, you're not going to um, identify with the perfection of this uh, passage of Scripture. But what I want you to identify with is the heart of a mom. And to know how much you're loved and appreciated. And how God made you to be who you are. And that you are, as Miss Dinah says, a, on a marathon race. And you are a special, special individual. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. So he will have no lack or gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and she buys it. From her profits she plants a vineyard she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She extends her hands to the poor. She, yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates. When he sits among the elders of the land, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies stashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. 
She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. What a beautiful passage of Scripture describing the beauties and the wonders of a mom, a wife, those that um, bear all that responsibility, those who do such a great job selflessly in helping our children, encouraging their spouses, and walking before the Lord. We want you to know today at Warren Community Church, we love you. We know that you, we are blessed by having all the wonderful moms that we do here. And here's how I want to close the service. We're going to have a song uh, that our um, praise band is going to sing for us. But as we sing that song, guys, I, here's what I want to ask you to do. And children, you can either come to the altar. I think there's plenty of room for us to do that. Or you can do it just right where you are. But I want you to just, uh, during this time of invitation, to put your arm around your wife, hold her hands, look her in the eyes, whatever it is that you want to do where you know that you can communicate with her these truths. Just tell her how much you appreciate her. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray over her. Dad and children, get around your mom and, and wife. And I want you to pray over them and just thank God uh, for this special lady in your life. Thank you for listening to Sunday Sermons. If you want to learn more about us, visit warrencommunitychurch.org.